This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Arkansas has a big matchup against number seven LSU. We're going to take a deep dive into that. Andrew Ellis is going to join us, beat writer with Hogsports.com, covering Arkansas Razorbacks. And Glenn West over at Go247 Sports, um, the beat writer over there for, for Go247, does a great job. He's going to give us a little bit of insight on the LSU Tigers. And we're going to talk a little bit of basketball, some recruiting as well. But mainly we're going to focus on this because this is your Arkansas versus LSU primer. Everybody knows there's plenty of ways to watch and listen and all that stuff. I'm not going to really get into that because I want to talk about something um, near and dear to my heart. Uh, Trish and Steve Robertson, my in-laws, are going out of business after 42 years. They own Robertson's Fine Jewelry in Little Rock. Some of you are probably familiar with that. And so what does that mean? I just want to pass this on because when you're a jewelry store and you're going out of business, retiring you got to liquidate everything. So they're doing their first ever sale. And I just want to mention that to everybody. Um, They've got diamonds, (laughs) three quarter carat to six carats, you know, diamond bracelets, all this stuff. So they're doing this big liquidation sale, uh, engagement um, liquidation sale until November 13th. That's Sunday. So they're located at Pleasant Ridge Town Center. That's 11525 Cantrell Road, Suite 703 in Little Rock. A lot of you guys are familiar with uh, Pleasant Ridge Town Center. We're getting close to Christmas. It's engagement ring season right now. So this is a huge opportunity for all you guys out there listening. Um, their hours of operation are Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon to 5. Okay? I'll even show you this here real quick. But this is this is a great opportunity. I know a lot of you guys are, you know, maybe thinking about marriage or thinking about what to get your wife for Christmas or something. Uh, this, is, this is a great deal here. Robertson's Fine Jewelry Diamond Engagement Ring Blowout ends forever this Sunday, November 13th. Loose diamonds in a variety of cuts and all sizes, engagement rings, and diamond bands too, all at liquidation prices. Don't miss the diamond deals of a lifetime. These folks have served Central Arkansas uh, for 42 years, and it's time to retire, big liquidation. So go check out Steve and Trish over at Robertson's Fine Jewelry at the Pleasant Ridge Town Center. Again, until November 13th, they're doing this deal. So great opportunity. Touching on a few things here. So we talked about Kavion Henderson a little bit, the four-star edge rusher who committed to Arkansas. Danny previewed that a little bit. Danny said he liked it. There was a lot of people saying Oklahoma, a lot of people saying uh, Alabama. He's from Leeds, Alabama. But uh, nice nice pickup, especially when you're talking about defensive linemen because it's so hard to get those guys. So getting a four-star 
Nice pickup. This is a guy that Danny really likes. He always talks about he wants to FaceTime him and, uh, you know, instead of just exchange texts and stuff. So Danny's dealt, uh, you know, developed a really good relationship with this guy also. 195 ranked overall prospect in the country, number 16 defensive lineman, number 12 overall in Alabama. Had a lot of nice offers. 6'3, 235. I think a guy that'll probably line up like a defensive end for them. Nice pickup. Danny's also got a nice breakdown on the visit list. This is, It's actually a surprisingly good visit list this weekend. I'm actually a little surprised. They've got several four-star prospects. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six four-star prospects visiting. Dallas Young out at Gardendale, Alabama, who's already committed to Arkansas. Um, oh, they've got two more in the 25 class. Lance Jackson and Davion Mitchell and Landon Pace, but Jackson and Mitchell are both four-star recruits. So, it's an, I mean, for an 11 o'clock game, that's a pretty solid group of players coming in. Two that I want you to focus on, Michael Hawkins and Josh Flowers. Both those guys have been here before. Quarterbacks. So, Michael Hawkins is from Allen, Texas. We've talked about him a pretty good bit so far. But a lot of people like him to OU. Other people like him to Arkansas. Those seem to be the two teams that are trending most with him. 24-7 Sports has him ranked the 139 overall prospect in the country, number 11 quarterback, not dual threat or pro style or anything like that, but just overall 11 quarterback, number 17 in the state of Texas. So he's coming in again. He's got one crystal ball pick to OU right now. Arkansas is right there in the mix for him, obviously, or he wouldn't be visiting. The other guy is Josh Flowers, 6'2", 205, out of Mobile, Alabama, Baker High School. List Florida offer, Alabama offer, Arkansas offer. 24-7 sports ranks him the number 18 quarterback prospect in the country. On the composite, he's number 213 nationally, number 15 quarterback prospect. So Michael Flowers, or excuse me, Josh Flowers and Michael Hawkins coming in for visits this weekend. Danny's got a write-up also. Or excuse me, still Steve Wiltfong. Steve Wiltfong, our national recruiting director, has a write-up with quotes from Josh Flowers talking about the visit coming up this weekend. So that's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Ozarks Go is strong. Ozarks Go will not let you down. I've used Ozarks Go for the last almost 18 months now. Uh, I was trying to decide who do I go with for an internet service provider when I moved because I've been disappointed with my last three. They drop, they keep raising prices and all that stuff. And Ozarks Go has been, it's been perfect because you know why? I don't ever think about these guys. I never think about them. I sign up and I haven't thought about them since two nice young men came and installed it in my house. And I don't go upstairs and unplug it from the router over and over again. Honey, what's going on with the internet? Honey, Dad, why my phone won't work? None of that. It just works, 100% uptime. They offer two speeds, 100 megabits per second, up and down. That's, that's really fast. That's way faster than anything you were getting, you know, seven years ago. So super good speed for most people. I use 1,000 megabits per second because it's like that. And, I use, you know, I upload a lot of stuff. If, you're, if you want instant speeds, I mean, it's a great price. You're going to pay the same price for year one and year two. If you need to talk to somebody on the phone, you can call them at 479-684-4900, and you're going to talk to somebody local. You're going to talk to one of your neighbors. You're not getting shipped off to some call center. 
northeast Arkansas, or excuse me, northeast Oklahoma, and think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas in terms of availability. You can go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, and check availability there. You'll see the icon or the three bars where you can drop down a menu and find out more information. But wouldn't be talking about these guys if I didn't, if I didn't fully support them. Same goes with Robertson Jewelry. I really, truly think it's the finest jewelry store in in Arkansas, and it's really disappointing that uh, it's kind of a bittersweet moment. Obviously, you move on, but both of these both of these companies are are outstanding. So, want to make sure we mention those two. All right, Arkansas basketball plays Fordham. Latest on Nick Smith. There is no latest. He's day-to-day. Nothing's changed there. Kind of what I'm thinking, so those of you who don't know, he's got a bit of a knee issue. Uh, he missed the last game. And for those who don't know further, he's the number one ranked recruit in the country <laughs> last year uh, and is at Arkansas. So not expecting him to play this week. I don't think he'll play. I don't think he'll play on, in the next game. What is that, Monday or Tuesday? They're all five days apart. But these first three games, I just don't think you're going to see him in any of these. And hopefully we'll see him for Maui. Now, talking to Curtis, Curtis actually has a, a background in um, in training. And, you know, what he was telling me, if it's an NCL, that's just – we don't know that's what it is. It could be something else. But if it's an MCL, there's three stages. There's three grades. There's a grade one, you're looking at about a week. There's a grade two, which we see a lot, pretty common in football. I'm more familiar with, usually see about six weeks – for that and then there's a grade three which would mean out for the season I don't think we're dealing with two or three here and that's because I don't see him in any kind of brace usually you see a brace or something and he was you know on the sidelines normal clothes no no brace or anything so to me maybe if that's what it is I'm thinking maybe a grade one or just something something lighter that they really feel they need to rest here so Bella, Bellarmine, 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 Bellarmine. Maybe somebody can correct me in the comments below, but I'm not sure how to pronounce them. But they beat Louisville, who Arkansas plays in the first game in Maui. Kenny Payne, season opening clunker draws national media reaction. You can read that on hogsports.com, but there's uh, a lot of people giving. Louisville hasn't been off to – I believe they dropped an exhibition game as well to like Lenore Ryan. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. Don't question my morals, please. Bellamarine's Bellarmine's Bellarmine Bellarmine's home arena is Louisville's old home arena, but I think Bellarmine's new other home arena is also the Yum Center. That's from Matt Norlander with CBS. So, yeah, interesting, interesting developments. So Arkansas basketball schedule coming up. Obviously, they beat North Dakota State 76-58 in their opener. They play Fordham Friday, 7 o'clock. That game is on SEC Network Plus. That means it's not on your regular channel guide. You need to go to your computer, to the ESPN app, on your phone or on you know on your streaming, streaming device, Apple TV, Roku, Fire Stick or something like that because it's not going to show up on your normal channel guide. However, you need your login credentials from whatever – service you get, whether it's Cox or Comcast, DirecTV, Dish Network, YouTube TV, Hulu Live, 
whatever it is. You're going to need those login credentials. As long as you get SEC Network, then you can get access to SEC Network Plus, but it's streaming only. So Fordham, Friday, November 11th, and then Wednesday. I was wrong on both of those. Wednesday, November 16th, South Dakota State. Well, North Dakota State action to open. Well, South Dakota State to round things out before things get really busy with the Maui Invitational. That's November 21st. It's a Monday, November 22nd, Tuesday. So Louisville, then they play Texas Tech or Creighton. And then Wednesday, it's to be announced. Fun fun time's getting started. We had a busy day yesterday. Yesterday we had – so we had – Dave Van Horn – no, we had t- Sam Pitt no, – excuse me, back up further. 10 o'clock, we had a, a teleconference with Brian Kelly. 10.40, we had a teleconference with Sam Pittman. 11.30, we had a press conference with Dave Van Horn. 2 o'clock, we had a press conference with – a Zoom press conference with Sam Pittman. And at the same time as that, they had there was a Zoom press conference with Eric Musselman. <laughs> so quite a busy day. Betting odds right now. The latest odds we're seeing right now for Arkansas and LSU is minus three. I mean, that's like a come on bet. They want you to bet LSU. Why? It feels like it should be bigger, doesn't it? I mean, all the money's got to be going on LSU. Why isn't that line jumping up? Is it because LSU played their best game and Arkansas just played their worst game and they're going back to Fayetteville? I mean, this just screams – Vegas likes Arkansas for some reason and wants you to bet LSU. Are we forgetting everything that's happened? I want to get into this more, my thoughts on where things are with Arkansas, but I want to get to Glenn here in just a second. So I'm going to run through this real quick. The ESPN FPI gives Arkansas a, or excuse me, gives LSU a 72.4% chance of beating Arkansas. That's the ESPN FPI. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Let's get to Glenn. Where you at, Glenn? So you may not be familiar with Glenn West. You can follow him if you're interested in LSU coverage at at Glenn, G-L-E-N, West, 21, on Twitter. He's a senior writer for Go 24-7. That's G-E-A-U-X. Glenn, how you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good, really good. Looking forward to this matchup with LSU on Saturday. 
And Glenn, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on on just your overall, I don't know, overarching opinion on where these two programs stand right now as, as we get ready for Saturday. Yeah, so for LSU, I feel like they're in, in pretty rarefied air in terms of just quick turnarounds and just how this rebuild has gone uh, so far for Brian Kelly. Um, really impressive last three weeks in particular with wins over Florida, Ole Miss, and, and most recently against Alabama. Uh, just really program-shifting, program-defining wins um, that really has LSU now really on the brink of the SEC West champs and, and competing for an SEC championship. I mean, mm-hmm. if you had sat here and told me that a, a month ago when they were getting their the, the brakes blown off by Tennessee, um, there is not a soul in Baton Rouge that would have believed you. But uh, it, it's been a pretty quick turnaround. And, you know, just watching from a distance, it, it looks like Arkansas is in a little bit of a – a little bit of a rut this year in terms of just uh, consistency. Um, I know they have one of the top rushing attacks in the country, so that's something that LSU is going to have to really uh, be on the lookout for this weekend and what's probably going to be a pretty cold environment. So uh, it, it's going to be a challenge. This is gonna, this is a LSU team that's expecting this to to, to be a, a, a really formidable challenge for them. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. It, isn't it ironic how in, in early in the season, before the season started, everybody was talking about what a terrible fit Brian Kelly was. Not me. I always felt – when they hired Brian Kelly, I was like, damn, that's a good – that guy can coach regardless of whether, whether you think he's a fit or not. But we're talking about what a terrible fit Brian Kelly is for LSU, but what a great fit Sam Pittman was. And now look at look at where the two programs well, are. It's I mean it's funny that you mention it because if you just look at fit, I mean was there a better fit for LSU than Ed Orgeron? I mean yeah. a, a Louisiana guy who came in and was a player's coach and knew this state backward and forwards, and you know, he had the one really just special season there and and kind of teetered the last couple of years. So I, I think what it really comes down to is. You know, fit is about winning, and winning changes everything. And that's how, um, you know, that's something Brian Kelly's done at every stop he's been at. He has a structure that's worked for him throughout his career, um, and now he's bringing it to the SEC. And I, I, and you know, I think the biggest thing for him is he's such a good delegator. He's so good at hiring the right people around him to reach the players on an everyday basis. And I think that's what you're really starting to see. Uh, with this LSU team, the trust and the buy-in level has really reached another level in the last, uh, you know, three, three, four weeks. Glenn West joining us again. You can follow him at Glenn West, G-L-E-N-W-E-S-T, 21 on Twitter. He's the Go 24-7 senior writer and does a fantastic job over there covering the LSU Tigers. So, Glenn, what's the latest with uh, LSU's injury are there any suspensions also but what's the what's the latest with the injury report anybody coming back that was that has been out or anybody expected to be out that's going to be key yeah so that's that's one of the, the good things about LSU's you know kind of outlook right now is they are relatively healthy um they lost Mason Smith you know, the big defensive lineman on the very first drive of the very first series this year um but that's been uh, really the only significant injury they have. I mean, they just got back their safety, Major Burns, who was out with a neck injury. Uh, John Emery played in the Alabama game. He was dealing with a little bit of an Achilles injury. Um, and then Jack Besh, that one of their receivers, uh, was, was on the field for, after kind of suffering a little bit of a, 
a back strain. So they're 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 pretty healthy. I mean, the one guy that they're not going to have back for this game is cornerback Seven Banks. Um, but he's a guy who's missed a lot of time this year with injury, and um, I think he was suspended the first couple of games of the season as well. So um, you know, LSU they're 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 very they're very fit. You know, they're very mm-hmm. uh, healthy right now as they enter this final three game stretch, and they're playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum. So this is the first turncoat game, as I like to call it, for Arkansas and LSU. Arkansas has two former LSU players. Uh, LSU has two former Arkansas players. How big have Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché been? Which Joe Fouché's deal was super weird because he was on, he was a he graduated, but he yeah. was on a four game academic suspension. So I didn't understand yeah. that. But uh, how big have those two guys been for for LSU secondary? Yeah, so there was there was some mix up, I guess, with the paperwork with Fouché that caused him to miss, you know, those first four games of the season. A really kind of bizarre circumstance, but uh, he's been really good the last couple weeks. You know, he really had to kind of play himself back into you know game speed and all that. So he he kind of struggled his first couple games back in the rotation, but he was uh, fantastic against Alabama. Really strong against Ole Miss. Uh, and has been uh, really a pretty consistent leader for them throughout all of his, uh, you know, even his absence. He's been mm-hmm. a pretty vocal leader, a guy that they've really relied on uh, in that respect. And, uh, you know, Greg Brooks has been kind of that thumper uh, in, in the secondary. He is a hard hitter. He is a playmaker. Uh, he can, um, you know, really make some stuff happen in terms of game-changing plays. Uh, and he's been reliable. He's been their starting safety since game one. Uh, they've used him a lot. They've kind of spread him out all over the field. They've gotten him closer to the line of scrimmage. And uh, he's been able to make some plays. And, and, and he's been uh, a, a really great pickup. So I think it was one of those win-win situations. You know, LSU uh, obviously lost Dwight McLaughlin, who was, uh, I think, one of the top corners in the conference. Um, but they, they gained a couple of veteran safeties that they really needed. Uh, and they're, they're, they're really having some success this year. Speaking of gaining people, Jaden Daniels, I'm not sure how this team looks without Jaden Daniels. I mean, yeah. what, an, what an impact he's had. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I am right there with you. I mean, three weeks ago, uh, this was a guy who was taking a lot on the chin in terms of his inefficiency and lack of aggression downfield. And he completely reversed it uh, in the last three games against Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama. He has been so dominant. He's had well over a thousand yards between the run and the pass in these last three games. He's combined for fourteen touchdowns in that span as well. Um, I think he's really, you know, thrown himself into the Heisman conversation in these last three games. I mean, he's not uh, obviously, I think, going to be on the front list or the, the top list, uh, but he, he should be in the conversation the way that he's helped turn this program around uh, in such a short amount of time. And if LSU keeps playing the way they have offensively, he's going to continue to pile those numbers up and even make a stronger case as the regular season draws to a close. Now, LSU has given up quite a number of sacks and uh, and TFLs, obviously against Alabama and Will Anderson. I know he got back there. Uh, you, that's just going to happen. But is that is this a product of maybe the two freshman uh, tackles, or wh- why has why has LSU given up so many uh, TFLs sure. and sacks this year? Yeah, so I, I think a lot of it has to do with continuity. Uh, this was a brand new offensive line this year. Uh, they have no returning starters on this group. Uh, and and they had six different lineup rotations in the first seven games. So mm-hmm. there was really no time to build that continuity on the field, and it really wasn't until 
the last couple of weeks where they've had some really consistent rotations and those guys are really performing well these last couple of weeks. The, the pocket's been clean for Jaden. They've started to get some push up front and open up some running lanes. Uh, they're getting into a lot of second down and third down in short situations, which uh, really opens up the offense and has allowed Daniels to be a little bit more creative with how he, he you know, operates downfield. So, uh, the offensive line has been probably one of the most improved groups uh, as the season's gone along. And, uh, you know, those two true freshmen, uh, the, the amount of experience those guys are getting right now and the, the, the play that they're uh, distributing out on the field uh, has been really, really special. Is, is Garrett, is it Dellinger? Is that how you say it? Is Del- he, he's yeah. he's Del- back. Del- are they going to have another offensive line combination this week? Because – He's yeah. back. I mean, is he going to slide back into the left guard spot, or what do you think they're going to he'll, do? He'll be in the rotation. I don't know that he'll immediately slide back into that starting spot just because of how good this line has looked the last couple of weeks. I don't mm-hmm. think you got to really mess with it all that much, and I think he's going to be really good for depth. You know, they got Miles Frazier, who's a transfer from FIU, uh, at left guard. They've got Anthony Bradford at right guard, who's a veteran who's been around the program for a while. Um, but Garrett's a guy that they can move around. Uh, he's taken snaps at center. He's played at guard. He's played at tackle. So he's kind of a, a Swiss Army knife guy that they can use to throw in there as you know, kind of a spell in terms of just getting guys rest and getting guys just, just a, a couple extra breathers, uh, you know, within the series. So he, he'll be used, but I'm not sure he'll be used, uh, you know, as a starter or anything like that. I've been to Tiger Stadium numerous times. There's and I've been there at night also. There's not a better there's not a better pregame intro <laughs> than uh, than uh, talking about Tiger Stadium. It's haunted, cannon blasts, all that stuff. My favorite line, I think, is the chance of rain is never. Never, yeah, never. I love that. Never. But this game's in Fayetteville. It's 11 uh-huh. o'clock. Yeah. I don't know if there's a bigger high emotional um, that you can get than, than playing Alabama, a night game in Tiger Stadium. But this game – you know, it's a turnaround from that. It's 11 o'clock. It's on the road. Obviously, the yeah. emotions are going to be a little bit different for this one. How yeah, do you see this? How do you see this one playing out? And can LSU replicate what they had, the energy that they had against Alabama? Yeah, it's something they absolutely have to be aware of. Uh, you know, you, you, you look at this game on paper, um, and LSU is the team that should win this game. Um, but this is a classic trap game. I mean, we, we throw that term around the media a lot. Um, but, you know, look, Arkansas has played LSU really tight the last couple of years. They won that game last year. Uh, Sam Pittman uh, has, has, has a pretty good success rate against LSU these last couple of years. He's played them really tight. Uh, K.J. Jefferson is a, is a no-nonsense quarterback. You know, he's a guy that's a little bit different from the quarterbacks LSU's faced this year. Definitely more of a powerful runner, a guy that they're going to have to wrap up and force east and west instead of north north and south. And so uh, it, it's going to be a really crucial matchup. But this is the kind of game that you brought in Brian Kelly for. You know, Brian Kelly's won 17 straight games in November, and he always seems to have his teams playing at their best at this time of the year. Uh, LSU is certainly no 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 uh, is, is certainly on that kind of run uh, this year as well, and they have to just 
keep the focus and they have to keep the focus on what uh what it is they 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 know they can now accomplish what's in front of them is a a chance for an sec title and an sec championship appearance so uh you got to take this one game at a time though and and arkansas is definitely uh an opponent that's gonna not not lose lsu's focus this weekend okay real quick glenn score prediction Arkansas is plus three in this one, last line I've seen. Does that line surprise you, first of all, and what do you think the score is going to be? Yeah, that that line uh, did surprise me, but I think it kind of builds into that, you know, classic, you know, trap game adage. You know, I think Mm -hmm. this is certainly a a time and conditions that could certainly rustle some feathers with LSU if they're not careful. So uh, I I do expect this to be a relatively close game. I have LSU – uh, probably winning in the 35-30 range, 35-28 range. Uh, I, I just think that Arkansas is a really potent rushing attack. LSU's been pretty solid against the run this year. Um, but, you know, the, the one thing that they haven't been able to do as consistently is, is wrap up and tackle. And so if uh, K.J. Jefferson, if uh, San, or the, the running back, I think his name's Sanders, right? Is yeah. that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he can break, you can just call him Rocket. Break. Rocket? <laughs> yeah. Rocket? Okay. Yeah, if he can break out and have some big games, I mean, I think uh, you know Arkansas can can be able to move the sticks this weekend. So uh, it's going to be a really interesting battle, but uh, I, I do expect LSU to come out with a win. Glenn, really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I guess we'll look forward to your coverage after the game. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, Glenn. All right, that's Glenn West. You may not know it from the picture. Glenn goes about 6'10", by the way. <laughs> Super t- Maybe the tallest guy uh, in the network. Maybe the tallest sports writer out there. Um, but an interesting point. Will, will LSU have a letdown this weekend? Because I can tell you right now, Ozarks go will never let you down. My experience is 100% uptime. That's never being let down. Rapid speeds. And I always know that if I ever had any kind of problem, if I ever needed to call them, which I never have, but if you had to move or something like that, move your service or something, you need to call them at 479-684-4900, then you're going to talk to somebody local, one of your neighbors in the area. Northeast Oklahoma, northwest Arkansas, think north of the tunnel. If you get a bill from Ozarks Electric, then you definitely are going to have access to Ozarks Go and maybe beyond that. But you can also reach out to them and say, because they're ever-expanding, you can say, hey, really want you in my area. I've had three different internet service providers before I found Ozarks Go, and I've been with them the last 18 months, well before I started doing these promotions for them, because I wouldn't be doing these promotions if I didn't believe in what they offer. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, and you can find out more about them. Ozarksgo.net slash hog. I'll leave a description. Uh, I'll leave all that information in, uh, in the uh, description below. So you can, you can find their phone number and, and click on the link to, to check them out online. Uh, they offer 100 megabits per second up and down and 1,000 megabits per second up and down. They're not going to increase your price from year one to year two or anything like that. They're not going to try to trick you or any of that kind of stuff. Just a good, solid local company that you can believe in with the Trey Biddy stamp of approval. OzarksGo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. We're going to go to Andrew Ellis. The man, Andrew Ellis. Man, Andrew's been doing a great job. He was a busy dude yesterday covering football, basketball, baseball, helping us in every aspect. Been really pleased with Andrew's coverage. He just – he does a little bit of everything for us, a lot of everything, I should say. 
What's going on? Andrew, my man. Not much. How you doing? I'm doing a lot better than I was this time yesterday. Uh, you mentioned it <laughs> earlier in the show, but yeah, that was a that was a lot yesterday. Yeah, it was. Uh, they they really piled it on us. That just happens sometimes. You won't have anything going on one day, and then the next day you got five interviews to do. So you've been looking. You've been looking at this uh, this LSU um, this LSU defense. What do you What do you see from these guys overall, Andrew? We'll just jump right into it. Well, it's it's interesting. You know, when you think of LSU, especially football, a lot of times you think of just so much NFL talent. I mean, they've mm-hmm. been better at producing NFL guys than anyone in the league, probably. And you know, they, they just always have so much talent. And you know, some years they underachieve, some years they put it all together. But it's kind of interesting. This LSU defense is not your typical LSU defense that has all these first round picks and these mm-hmm. guys that are like, in the secondary. You know, your Derek Stingleys and all that. You know, there's a lot of transfers. You know, one one guy's from an FCS uh, team in McNeese, and a couple of them, obviously, Arkansas fans are familiar with. But you know, this defense, dare I say, is overachieving, which is something I really never thought I'd say about an LSU team. But you know, they just have they they have a few you know guys in the front seven. You know, and B.J. Ojolari and the freshman Harold Perkins, who are really talented. But, you know, they're just kind of piecing it together and doing what they need to get wins each week. They're kind of, like I said, overachieving to this point in the season. But, you know, it's just been a really solid, found a groove lately. Mm. Andrew Ellis joining us again. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Ellis 24-7 on Twitter and read all of his content at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Andrew, what do you think needs to happen at quarterback? I mean, we've talked about this so much, but if – I mean, last week it feels like we went through this with KJ not being able to practice much, and then, like, is he ready by game time? He's ready, and then he gets in there. He's out of sync. He's not 100% clearly, maybe not 75%. Uh, and just I, I just thought he really struggled. To me, like, let's not repeat the same problem twice. If he's not ready to go and he hasn't been able to practice fully all week, I think you got to go with Malik Hornsby. Having said that, I don't know that they can beat LSU without a healthy KJ Jefferson. No, I'm, I'm with you on, on all fronts there. I mean, you know, last week, you know, it, it kind of kind of came out of nowhere. We just started hearing pregame, oh, KJ might not play in this game. Oh, he's been banged up. It's going to be a game-time decision. And, uh-huh. you know, as soon as the game started, it was clear. Oh, yeah, he's clearly not 100%. He's not right. And I know he made some plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but it seemed like he was kind of just willing it into existence. Yeah. And, you know, credit to, Ga- to KJ because, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a fighter. You know, he's a gamer. He wanted to be out there. And Pimmons said as much yesterday that, you know, he wants to be back. It's bothering him to not be able to practice and things of that nature. But oh, yeah, things like, of that like nature. Said, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we listen to him like too much, man. I catch Curtis say I catch Curtis saying to be honest with you all the time. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 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 well versed on my my coach cliches, yeah. but uh, it's rubbing off on me a little bit transcribing it so much. But, I know. Yeah, you know, like you said, I don't think you want to repeat that. I think mm-hmm. that it would be a bad look simply to have two weeks in a row where you have a quarterback who is clearly not 100% healthy. And in the Liberty game, you could argue it might have cost you that game. I just, you know, obviously I think, you know, you want to beat LSU. You want to play your best quarterback, especially if he's clear to play. But, you know, at some point I just think that it's it's tough to do that. And, then, and if you keep doing it, are you just going to do that the rest of the year? Are you, is the first time we see KJ healthy, would that be in a hypothetical bowl game, which, again, mm-hmm. we're not 100% sure they're going to. It's So it just seems it just seems odd to me, but – you know, who knows? I'm not a doctor. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know what KJ did at practice yesterday and what he's going to do today and tomorrow. But, you know, it seems to me like it's trending toward 
Malik Hornsby playing. Just reading, that's not an insider or anything. That's just kind of reading between the lines here. Of, I think they understand that they probably should have went with Malik last week. I think that in the moment they were like, hey, our guy's healthy, let's just roll with him. But mm-hmm. I think they, they saw what happened, and I think they probably know that it wasn't the best thing to do. And so, I, you know, I'll, I'll be you know interested to see how it plays out. But, you know, P- Pittman made it seem like they're kind of preparing for the possibility of playing without KJ. He could, which, also, you know, he could also be taking a page from Hugh Freeze, who basically said his quarterback that played Saturday had the flu. You know, I mean, if you have the flu, you're not playing. I don't care. Now, I'm, I'm all for gamesmanship until it's to the point where Jaden Hazelwood is at the post-game press conference saying he didn't know who was playing quarterback exactly. until the game started. That's where it's kind of – it's probably a little – it's almost counterproductive right. at that point. But I'm wondering you know, how much I, you know, intel, though. I'm wondering how much intel Hugh Freeze and the Liberty staff had on KJ because they were just coming – they were almost like, we're not worried about you throwing the ball, you know, unless you try to throw it deep. But – they were just coming after the run so much. So I wonder how yeah, much it, intel they it, had. Well, it's interesting. And, you know, LSU's defense is compared to Liberty. You know, Liberty was so aggressive up front and, you know, generates so many tackles for loss. I think coming into the game last week, they were averaging nine tackles for loss a game as a defense, which is an unreal mark. And they even went above that against Arkansas. So, I'm, you know, I think that Arkansas's run game, regardless of who's playing quarterback, should be in for a slightly better matchup, which is crazy to say considering they played Liberty last week. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they should be able to get the game, the ground game going a little bit better to, than they did last week for sure. And, you know, LSU's had some some promising performances on the run defense front. You know, they really shut down Ole Miss, which is the best run offense in the SEC. But I think this is a matchup that Arkansas can get some things going on the ground and in a cold environment with some uncertainty at quarterback, they just have to do that. Yeah. And they needed to do that last week and they were able, never able to get it going. So we'll see if they can turn that around this week. It doesn't matter, I guess, who they start at quarterback if the offensive line plays as shoddy as they – thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? If they play as shoddy <laughs> as they uh, did last week, they've got, to, they've got to play better. They were just completely – you talk about being out of sync at quarterback, offensive line just – was not a was not a unit. Absolutely, and you know it will. You know maybe that changes this week with you know a, you know with KJ whether he's practiced or not or whether they go with Malik who has practiced. We'll see if the continuity is there, and we'll see if there's some shuffling along the offensive line. I know Pittman mentioned the possibility of Tyke's Crawford playing, mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting to just see what kind of effort we get from this group overall. I mean, I know we you know we talk all the time about how this team seemed like there was no fire, you know, there was a lack of motivation. And, you know, the team pretty much admitted as much after the game, but it's always a little bit of a red flag for me. Yeah. When any team in any sport is saying, oh, no, 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 we're, we're, we're good, you know, we just, we kind of, that was an off week, or we, you know, we'll yeah. get up when we need to get up. And that's always a red flag to me. But, you know, like we, we've said it a few times now this season, like, if they don't bring the effort and the intensity this week, then I just don't know if it's ever coming out. Yeah, you, get, so, uh, you get 12 opportunities, Andrew. You get 12 opportunities, at, you can't get up. From one, I mean, absolutely, and you only get a few at home. And I know that this one's at 11 a.m. and it's going to be cold, but you know, you're at home against the top 10 team, a rival, you know, a team that you really want to beat, the team that's number one in the West. Like, it's go time. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is it's put up or shut up right now. And so, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the the vibes with this team going forward. I, I really appreciate Simeon Blair and Trey Knox because. I asked them, you know, a very pointed question because the narrative is like, you know, those guys are my brothers, talking about Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché, glad to see they're having success. And I was just like, but what about when they told you, were you not like, dude, 
what are you doing? You're going to leave us? Like, I, I can understand I can understand um, Landon Jackson and Dwight McLaughlin transferring in the middle of a coaching change. That makes sense, right? But you're starting at an SEC program, and you're going to go play for the enemy? And I know they're, they're your hometown, but there has to be some level of like, dude, what the hell? You know, I think that's going to be a real interesting dynamic with those guys on the other side because, as they also said, they're going to be trying to prove, hey, we made the right decision, we made the right choice, here's why. And at the same time, Landon Jackson and, and Dwight McLaughlin are going to be doing the same thing. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you there. And, you know, it's I've thought about this a lot, and obviously we talked about this, you know, a lot when it was happening in, in the offseason, but it's almost like I don't even as much have a – fault or a problem with Brooks or Fouché and what they did, you know, it's like, you're kind of entitled to do whatever you want. I'm not going to sit here and tell these athletes what they should right. and should and shouldn't do. But if you're their teammate, I feel like it should rub you the wrong way, at least on some level, you know? And I think that was kind of the most surprising thing to me is that we never mm-hmm. heard any inkling of that, of anyone, there was of all the people we've talked to in the media and all the people we've talked to, nobody's just come right, right out and said, no, that kind of sucked. I wish they hadn't have done that. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of, intriguing to me that and it may you know maybe they feel that way behind closed doors and obviously you don't expect sam Pittman to come out and bash former players or anything like that but you know I, i'm i'm with you there like i'm kind of wondering how much you know true fight this team is going to have this weekend if there's going to have a little bit of that you know the, the oh, here's another cliche for you trey that chip on your shoulder yeah you know we'll see <laughs> if they can get that chip right back on their shoulder like Pittman loves to say what's going to happen saturday andrew you got a score prediction I, I haven't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to come up with my score prediction here in a few minutes here in a, in a few hours here. But tell me where you you're know, zero. You're zeroing in on something. You got a couple numbers in your mind, but you know what you want to do. Well, look. Here's here's my whole stance on this whole thing. Is you mentioned a lot of good points earlier about how like this is honestly one of the more obvious upset picks. You know, like Vegas is mm-hmm. begging you to take this LSU line. You know, it's LSU is coming off a huge win, a monumental win for their program under Brian Kelly, like kind of a signature win for this season. Arkansas is coming off by far their worst performance this season, kind of a loss that sets them back. So you imagine that you're going to get a very motivated Arkansas team versus an LSU team that, you know, is probably as high as they're going to be all year. And it's going to be freezing cold and it's going to be in Fayetteville. And it's kind of Arkansas can clinch bowl eligibility. Like there's a lot of signs pointing to we're going to get a better version of Arkansas and potentially a worse version of LSU. And statistically, if you look at these teams, like, you know, I, I was kind of surprised when I dove into the numbers that, like, LSU, as good as they've been all year, it's not like their statistical resume is just overwhelming. It's right. not like they're doing – They're not so bad in any certain. area. They're not really excellent in any area. They're just kind of right, like right they're just, down the They're pipe. not yeah. turning the ball over. They're taking care of business. They're moving the chains. They're good on third downs. They're good defensively in the red zone. But it's not like this team is just dripping with overwhelming talent. Like, this isn't like a mm-hmm. Georgia of last year or anything like that where it's, like, hard for Arkansas to overcome. So – all of those signs point to, hey, maybe this game's going to be closer than we think. All that being said, I just can't imagine Arkansas wins this game. I mean, there's just too many weird things going on, to put it you know, as, as bluntly as I can. Like, There's just so many question marks and red flags that probably shouldn't be there in early November. It just seems like there's too much uncertainty, and I just simply don't know what version of Arkansas I'm going to get. And so I have a hard time believing that they're going to randomly put it all together against arguably the best team in the West. This could be like one of those fake come on bets, you know, like it's like the line's three and a half. You can't believe it, you know? And so, but I think maybe people are like, ah, this is exactly what Vegas wants me to think because you would think the line starts off at three and a half. It's going to go up. Right. 
everybody's going to be putting money on LSU, but last I saw it is at three, which would indicate yeah. the opposite. So maybe people are like, ah, I see what you're trying to get me to do, Vegas. I'm going to go the other way. I know what you, you know. I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> now that the entire world is gambling, maybe maybe we're starting to kind of figure these things out and we're starting to know what's going on here. But also, I want to give one last quick shout-out to our beloved coworker Danny West. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a shout-out because I'm about to steal his point that he made in our group message earlier <laughs> in the week that all week, you know, Arkansas has not – it's not like it's cold here right now. I mean, we're in Fayetteville. Right. It's not cold outside. I mean, all week it's been sunny. It's been 70 some mm-hmm. days. And, you know, you know, even in the night it's like high 60s. That differs from the 2014 game that everyone loves to reference where, you know, Arkansas was able to beat LSU and, you know, beat them 17 to nothing in a game that was freezing. And it was freezing all week. So I think there was a lot of advantage for Arkansas in that matchup that I'm not 100% sure is going to be the same in this matchup because I think the cold's going to affect Arkansas just as much yeah. as it's going to affect LSU. And it's not like Arkansas's had a week to get adapted mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, it's not like they're coming up to Wisconsin or something and – <laughs> they've been playing in the cold weather, you know, all this all this time. So it's it's going to be new for everybody. Appreciate you, Andrew, man. Great job today. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. Again, follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7 on Twitter. He's the Hog Sports beat writer for all things Razorback Athletics. Fantastic job. All right, we're going to get to a couple of questions here. Hey, one more time I wanted to I wanted to mention though, uh the family over at Robertson's going out of business. Robertson's Fine Jewelry in Little Rock going out of business after 42 years. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet moment. I'm, I'm certainly happy for Steve and Trish, my in-laws. Um, but what this means for you guys is there is a, a huge sale, their first ever sale. They've got to liquidate everything. So if you're looking for a diamond ring, um, you know, a stone, three-quarter carat, six carat, they've got all of that. Diamond bracelets, all this stuff. They're doing their engagement liquidation sale, and it ends Sunday, November 13th. That's at the Pleasant Ridge Town Center in Little Rock. It's off Cancel Road, 11525 Cancel Road, Suite 703 in Little Rock. Go to, I mean, this is a great opportunity. If you're like, it's engagement season, right? Like if you're thinking about getting engaged or you need Christmas present, go get a great deal from a jewelry store that's liquidating. This is a very, I mean, it's a really, I know it's my in-laws and stuff, but dang, I mean, this is a great opportunity here and they got to get rid of everything. Right. So there's going to be some fantastic deals. Their hours of operation Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to six Sunday, 12 to five. That's the last day, November 13th. So go check out Steve and Trish at Robertson's fine jewelry and gifts in Pleasant Ridge town center in Little Rock. Uh, 42 years in business. I know my wife's super sad. It's all my wife's ever known, you know, is them having the jewelry store. So um, it's a great opportunity. So go check them out. Here's a quick, here's a quick ad. Robertson's Fine Jewelry Diamond Engagement Ring Blowout ends forever this Sunday, November 13th. Loose diamonds in a variety of cuts and all sizes, engagement rings, and diamond bands too, all at liquidation prices. Don't miss the diamond deals of a lifetime. I'm not going to lie. It makes me a little sad. It um, it does. But I'm certainly happy for them at the same time. All right. Congratulations, Steve and Trish. And everybody who's there. Paris, Laura, I don't want to, Laura, I don't want to go mention everybody, but, you know, they've got some fantastic employees who um, I know love them as well that I've gotten to know over the years too, so. 
Adrian Lamb says, will be, this be the coldest game LSU has played this season? This will be the coldest game Arkansas and LSU have played this season. Let's see what the weather says right now. For Saturday, no rain, low of 25. At kickoff, it's going to be – at 10 a.m., it says it's going to be 33 degrees. At, at noon, it's going to be 40. By the time the game's over, it'll be about 44 degrees. Bring your jacket, bring your toboggan, bring your gloves. Somebody was giving me hell about my, my fingerless gloves in the walk and talk. <laughs> like, really, dude? Fingerless gloves? Um, but there's method behind that. So I have to type, obviously. And if your knuckles get cold, it really, like your brain moves faster than your hands can move. It slows them up. So you got to keep your knuckles warm. I actually started a trend several years ago in Arkansas media. I think it started with the Mississippi State game one year because they have an open-air press box. But I uh, had the gloves on, and everybody was like, oh, that's a good idea. So that's why I wear that. Another thing I wanted to address, on Halloween, I had a skeleton back here, and then I had these little incense things my wife got. My wife likes to smell good stuff. So I put a little incense stick in, and so I'd have like some creepy smoke going. And I had a couple people like going, dude, cigarette? That's unappealing. Like I'd have a cigarette burning for 40 minutes. I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't even smoke cigars. I certainly didn't have a cigarette burning on air. Even if I did, it was just for the, it was just for the ambiance, the Halloween feel. I have a cigarette. It's like I think of Bear Bryant and his old coaching shows, just smoking a cigarette. Don't smoke, kids. Jason Fulfer says, Trey, talk about your take on the recruits that may be affected if there's a coaching change, such if Browse leave, just curious. I mean, coaches change. You don't need to be picking schools based on assistant coaches. I don't know if anything if there's going to be any turnover. Those guys have been here for a long time. I mean, you put it in perspective, Arkansas was one of eight Power 5 programs entering the season to have all three coordinators returning. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's amazing to me, though, like how people's opinions have changed so quickly. I mean, I, I don't think this is true of most fans. And everybody's disappointed, pissed off. I get it. I am too. Very disappointed. Um, but Kendall Browse was the man entering the season. Can't lose him to Miami. Got to keep him. Got to retain him. Barry Odom was the man. Sam Pittman, laid-back attitude, perfect fit for us culturally, all this kind of stuff is what everybody's saying. Uh, but now he's too laid-back. He looks tired. It's amazing how you flip on it. It's almost like it is almost like to the level of like how you reacted like if you caught your spouse cheating on you. You like you love them and everything and then they're the devil. 
that's how, I mean, it's amazing how quick people have just turned because things haven't gone exactly like you'd hoped. And I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't be pissed or anything. You 100% should be. You should be mad about how things have turned out this year. I get it. I think they should have two more wins, seven and two. But it's amazing how you go from Sam Pittman is a national treasure. He's got all the some bring some people bring iced tea, some people bring liquor. Love Sam Pittman to now you lose to Liberty. He needs to go. He needs to fire all his coordinators. And me, I need to be asking him why haven't you fired everybody? I need to be standing up in the press conference because that's the hard question. That's that's the questions you want me to ask. If you want Sam Pittman to turn into Belichick and just not answer anything, then start at, start doing that kind of stuff. I'm going to ask questions that I think are important. I'm going to ask pointed questions. I think I did that at the last press conference on Monday. But some people's idea of tough questions is, why do you suck? Why haven't you fired everybody? Why don't you get out of town? Those are the questions. Yeah, I'm upset too, but I also know how to be a professional and do my job the right the way I'm supposed to do it. It is amazing to me some of the uh, the attacks that I've had too, which are funny. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't. I mean, people people who I've never met. That's something that's interesting. Also, like the only people that ever talk to me about the things that I do or the job that I do are people that come up to me and are very complimentary. Nobody has ever said some of the trollish BS. Uh, the trollish BS that comes at me on social media to my face. Nobody ever has because they're clowns. All right. So they're not to be taken serious. Just like any of you guys, you should not be taking people serious who um, say stuff like that on Twitter because it really just says a lot about them about like for me, I'm going to criticize Sam Pittman. I'm going to criticize players. And then on Monday, Tuesday and whatnot, I'm going to go look those guys eye to eye and talk to them. Okay, not a lot of people do that. There's a lot of people in media who are extremely critical. You know, I'm not just talking about Arkansas, but some people in Arkansas who never show their face. They'll rip somebody to shreds and you'll never see them again. For me, like when I was giving Chad Morris hell week after week, talking about how terrible he is, I also went and looked at him face to face and talked to him and asked him questions. Same with John Chavis, face to face. Okay, you go do that. That's what I would say to anybody. If you want to say something to me that's awful, come talk to me. We'll see how we see how that goes. Come say it to my face. You won't. Nobody ever does for 20 years. Trey, do you think KJ is going to play Saturday? I think Sam Pittman is maybe took a little bit of a page from Hugh Freeze. And but yeah, I think I think we might see both of them. I don't think – I think KJ's going to be in better shape this week, personally. But I definitely think they should have gone with Malik last week. I don't know that they can beat LSU without a healthy KJ. I think that Malik can have some big plays. I just wonder about the consistency. And we don't know that. And that's something I asked Sam Pittman about yesterday also, how difficult it is to elevate somebody without him being Wally Pipped, Okay. Some of you are familiar with that expression, Lou Gehrig, Wally Pipp missed a game. Lou Gehrig came in and then started and then never missed a game for 2,000-something ridiculous number until Cal Ripken beat it. But um, that's called Wally Pipp. And it's difficult to move a guy up just based on what you see in practice on him, you know. Matt Jones is a guy that Houston Nutt said, we got to get that guy into the lineup, you know. Um, it's hard to do that. 
people at, there's a lot of people saying he's showing favoritism to this and that and I, I just think it's difficult for coaches to make a change like that um, but coaches want to play the best option they want to play the guy that's going to get them to a win no matter what Dustin Hoofman says, I still believe in this program and they have a lot to play for being you're closer to the program. What are your honest thoughts on the state of the football program to this point? Um, this point, I think that they have underachieved overall, I think from a talent perspective. And now they've had a lot of issues. They've had a lot of injuries. Really the things that you say cannot happen, you can't get your quarterback banged up. And he's been dealing with stuff all year, um, decimated in the secondary. Bumper pool's been beat up. You know, you're talking about some of your leaders losing Jalen Catalan and All-American. Um They've had a lot of issues, okay? The offensive line, to me, didn't really have any excuse to play as poorly as they did last week. Okay, that was a, that was a major flaw. Uh, you can lose SEC games. You, sh- you just shouldn't be losing out of conference. That's actually the first non-conference game P- Pittman has lost. But we'll see how things come together here, see if they can bounce back. I think you win a lot of people over if you can finish – you know, 3-0, and these next three. And it's still possible. It's still possible, but they have to play with better fire. They have to play better on the offensive line. KJ's got to get healthy. The energy level is not what it should be with this team. And I think a lot of that has to do with injuries and, you know, some of your leaders not being healthy. Let's see. Logan Ray says, need to play with pride for one. Need that swagger and energy back. Need all three of those things on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see the crowd, too. It's a cold game. It's a big opponent against LSU coming off a loss to Liberty. It's going to be cold. What's the crowd going to look like? I mean, we're probably talking under 70, right? Secondary has to play at its best, as Steve Miller. Landon Montgomery says, just never thought I'd see a flat team with no fight under Pittman. Seems like we lost that dog in us we had last year. It does feel like that a little bit. Like I've said before, Grant Morgan would never have allowed the energy level to be what it is. Landon says, is KJ playing, Trey? What do you think? Should he play? I think we'll see both. All right. I see a lot of questions on here, but we're running out of time. Norman Hunt, we'll get out of this one. Norman Hunt says, this firing coach's midseason needs to stop. That will guarantee a losing season. And if you end the season, and if at the end of the season you want to make some changes, cool, but Browse and Odom will be a head coach somewhere else next year. I'm not sure on that. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Go check out our friends at Ozark Go, and be sure to also go check out Robertson's uh, in Little Rock, Pleasant Ridge Town Center in Little Rock. Again, that ends Sunday, November 13th. There's going to be some ridiculously low prices on very what would otherwise be very expensive jewelry and very nice jewelry. I've always thought that they have the nicest jewelry store in the state of Arkansas, so bittersweet moment for them, but congratulations to Steve and Trish, and go check them out. You'll be happy that you did. Find a nice present for your wife or your husband or whoever's involved in your life. Your mom, you want to get your mom a ring? Who knows? All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate uh, Glenn West from Go 24-7 for jumping on with us. Does a great job over there. Check out his content. And, of course, Andrew Ellis with us at Hog Sports. 
our guy over there. All right, everybody. Next time I'll be talking to you, be walking outside of Reynolds Razorback Stadium, bundled up, toboggan, coat. It'll be freezing cold. And uh, maybe talking about a win. Who knows? Who knows what to expect? But uh, we'll all be watching, won't we? All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. And we'll catch you next time. 